And welcome to another episode of the Speak the Language podcast. Jordan decided to crunch his water bottle right when we were <laughs> starting the show. Um, Whoever said we were supposed to be professional at this anyway? No one said we were. So uh, it's okay. Yeah. So before we get into today's episode, a um, couple of things. One, uh, we haven't asked about, well, we asked about it last week, but we kind of fell off the board asking for this. If you have time, if you enjoy listening to this podcast, take just a, just a few seconds maybe a minute out of your day go to the itunes page leave us a rating write us a review uh, it helps us out a lot so if you'd have time to do that that would be great um and then you can think, what does it do on and if you don't know how to do it i think you get it like on apple mm-hmm. uh podcast deal you just scroll down to the bottom and it comes up right mm-hmm. and that's that's how you come up man yeah. I, I don't really know how either i came i write us a review every once in a while you know it's yeah like, like sucks <laughs> just leave it up there <laughs> someone wrote it the the funniest to this day the funniest review we've gotten is like you, all of you sound like rednecks and i bet you like peanut butter yeah that's the funniest one we've gotten there's been a couple of colorful ones on there there was one this spring um that came out when i was doing my missing and they said uh what was it? They said something like, I know your name is Lake, but this catch and release program you're doing on turkeys is not necessary. <laughs> that one was pretty good. That, that, was, uh, that yeah, was fun. But that was the, that's the fun thing about leaving a review. You know, there's, I mean, you just write whatever you want. You, speak your mind. You can be mean. I don't I don't mind if you're mean. Just leave us a rating. Have tough skin. <laughs> um, so, yeah, uh, today is June the 28th. Uh, new shows on Outdoor Channel, which this is actually going to be kind of the meat of the episode. We'll, we'll get to that later. New shows on Outdoor Channel start tomorrow, um, Tuesdays, and then we have a couple more. Of you. Our, our big our big time slots on Outdoor Channel are tomorrow and Sunday. And, Sunday, and there's some others scattered throughout there through Sunday the Sunday at 9.30 Central Time, I believe. Yeah, yeah I think you're right. I could pull up the outdoor channel website right now and tell you for sure but yeah new shows coming out and then i know there's going to be some of y'all that are excited about that another thing y'all are going to be excited about is that's also when we're going to start uploading youtube episodes yep i worked all last week i got it pulled up right now looking at the run order that's going to be released over the next few weeks so mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. we got uh some good stuff coming out it's what i think uh last year's uh, stuff that was on Outdoor Channel that we'll be putting on YouTube now. So a lot yep. of people haven't seen that, and mm-hmm. that'd be fresh. People love when we start uploading YouTube shows, and they're always asking when they're going to come out. So now you know they're about yep. to start. And it's going to be extra stuff, too, for you all guys that and gals that uh, have always grew up watching the truth. There's going to be some of the most memorable hunts through the years released yeah once a week yep and yep, uh yep, yep. i was going through those the other day man i had forgot about some of those old hunts that just brought me back to when i was a kid watching the you know the truth dvd yeah you know going through those old hunts i was like man i remember watching this at you know on sunday night or whenever it was on a you know tv show mm-hmm. and i was like man that really really brought me back to you know back then i was sitting there wishing i was that guy hunting with will and brad you know yeah and now thinking about it i'm like oh my gosh <laughs> you know I'm, yeah. i get to see these guys and it, it really humbles you it really does i mean i'm looking at these old hunts i'm like man i remember watching that 10 years ago and uh it just brings you back yeah i still remember um 
because you know the thing that hooked me which i've said this before the thing that hooked me with all of this to primos to hunt everything was the turkey videos yeah the vhs's and so i remember the first vhs or i can't remember if it was a vhs or a dvd but when they came out with a gobbler vest yeah and you remember the original primos gobbler vest on the shoulder pads they kind of made it where it was like brown and looked like tree bark kind of yeah it could look to me it looked like a brown diamond plate on your tailgate on your toolbox but it had that texture to it yeah and i thought that was the coolest thing and uh so I lived in, grew up in Brandon, Mississippi, and so the sporting goods store that, and I still go there a lot to this day, was Van Sporting Goods, and so I ran up there. It was like maybe they'll have one of those Primos Gobbler vests. I just had to have one. So, so I went up there, and I remember, I can't, I want to say it was like, I don't know, maybe like sixty dollars or something for one of those vests, and I was, I don't know, maybe thirteen years old. Yeah. And that's a lot of money for a 13-year-old. So I I don't know what I did, but I saved up my money for, like, weeks trying to be able to buy one of those vests. And the way it worked out is I finally went, when I went to go buy one, they'd actually, it took me all through turkey season to save up that much money. Mm-hmm. But And they had marked the stuff on sale because turkey season was over. But I, fi- I got me one of those vests. I thought I was so cool. I was walking around the house wearing it because I had the vest with Dude, the brown with the brown tree bark you, shoulder pads. You bringing up that story just brought such a similar story to me. <laughs> like we had uh, Decky Arden, Arlinter. I think that's how you pronounce his last name. Anyway, he had a, a, a hardware store in Forest, Mississippi, where I grew up. Mm-hmm. And it was the same way. I went up there because he, he, he had a little bow shop in the back and, you know, had this, that, and the other. Just, you know, a, a smaller sporting goods section, but, you know, he had enough to, so you could be dangerous. Mm-hmm. And uh, I went up there to get a turkey vest after I killed my first turkey or whatever. I done decided, man, I'm, I'm going to get into this turkey hunting. Yeah. Well, he didn't have any vests, but he ordered one from over here at Primo's. And I remember to this day it was $78 and mm-hmm. some odd cents, you mm-hmm. know, and that's what it cost me to order it. Yeah. And uh, I, you saying that is such a similar story. Yeah. You know? I had to go get me a Primo's vest because I'd been watching it. Yeah. Same way with the bow vest. Man, I've been watching Will wearing that bow vest, talking about how cool it was and uh-huh. had all these pockets for his range finder, his release, his gloves, and all the thousand other things he carries. And same way with that went up there and had to order one from, yeah. from decky you couldn't i mean i think you could order it direct then but I, it was easier for me to go to the hardware store and get decky to order it through his catalog you know he'd go through the oh, catalog yeah. and this is what you want what camo you want yep oh yeah that's how we i mean that was the if i if i had something i'd always run up to vans yep. to go get it and it was it, it escalated from there because i or it didn't escalate but that's just kind of how it always went like i remember when the video came out where they had the the freak uh, slate call on it so I was like, and I was like, a slate call you can strap to your leg? Are you kidding me right now? <laughs> so I drove up there and looked at it. I was like, oh, man, yeah. $20. And I'm, I'm not going to have to wait as long to save up for this. And I won't ever forget, I watched them guys um, hunting out of climbers. They were using summit climbers at the time. Mm-hmm. The same way, I had to go up there and get Dickie to order me a summit climber. <laughs> you know. And to this day, me and you both have killed deer out of that climber. It was that same summit? The same one, yep. That's hilarious. 15, no, it's older than 15 years old now. I mean, yeah. we still hunt out of them every year. Yeah. It's funny, you know, how what seems to, like, stick to you, you know, mm-hmm. like, no matter how big or small, like, like what the thing that just jumped in my mind now is a small one. But I remember, I guess, just watching so many of those truth videos 
every hunt you you'll know what i mean when i say it every hunt just about every hunt when it started you would see the person in the stand or sitting against a tree or whatever and they'd be wearing one of those primos hats and on the back of the primos hat they had that little green primos logo yeah. stand and i wanted one of those hats Man, so bad i had one i never could find one i've still got it somewhere i need to break it out it's like a made out of a real like a lightweight material like, yeah i wore that sucker everywhere mm-hmm. and you know that's because it was you saw brad and will on guys wearing all of it. them had it yeah had that little i think it said speak the language or something on the little back tag yeah and uh because i remember keith had one and i was always jealous of it yeah. i wanted one of those hats so bad so I, so bad i need to find that thing i'm bringing it out of retirement Yeah, you need to break it back out yeah the one i finally uh that when i finally got one uh that i liked a lot is probably one of the first mesh back hats that i remember them having yeah but it was a. Uh, I still have it it was uh, a, a velcro mesh back hat of course mesh back and bottom land yeah it had a little primos logo on the front and said speak the language on the back and in the first year that i worked at primos i broke that hat back out and i remember jimmy saw that hat and he was like we ain't seen that one in a while and then he started demon at the lucky hat because the first time i filmed with the first time i filmed jimmy wearing that hat he shot a buck so he started calling it the lucky hat yeah i still got it i hadn't worn it in a while but i still got it yeah i don't know how we got on that tangent but yeah i was just thinking <laughs> man so i used to shoot uh i shot a lot of archery competitions when i was growing up and uh decky talking about the hardware store there in forest he uh i guess the sales rep or somebody for primos had dropped a bunch of iron on stickers off up there like patches mm-hmm dude when i when i i went to these archery competitions i saw these guys wearing these like uniforms or whatever man it looks so cool you know mm-hmm. i went and got me a shirt and i went up there to dickie i was like dickie what kind of iron on patches you got and i still got that shirt it's got a primos <laughs> the first time i tried to iron it on i burned a hole in the shirt so i had to put a patch over top of the burnout hole but it's got a primos patch over top of that burnout hole in that shirt <laughs> You probably was the only archer up there with a Primo's patch. Oh, yeah. Set I, you apart. Yeah, they sponsored me, boys. I'm big time. Yeah. <laughs> me and Will, were tight. Little did they know I've been begging for patches to put on my shirt. Please give me a patch, Mr. Decky. <laughs> I got to look official at these competitions. <laughs> hey, Jordan, have you seen the most recent updates to the Onyx Hunt app? I've seen the off-road map. They've got an off Why were you using the off-road map? Oh, that's pretty neat. You're just tearing up the countryside on the weekends now? <laughs> you see these trails. <laughs> <laughs> no. So what they have done is they have created a brand new 3D experience, not only for the mobile app, but they've done it on the desktop, oh, the desktop I've, side I've as used well. it on the mobile, on my app, on my phone. It's pretty neat. You know, yeah. it kind of gives you an idea more so than like Topo does. Yeah. And yeah, that's really cool. And uh, it's cool that they've done it on the desktop type as well because I know you're probably – well, I know you're like this because I've seen you do it. There's guys – obviously, there's not a day spent a field where we're out in the woods hunting whatever that we don't pull Onyx up at least once. You yeah. Know, we're all, but I know guys like you, like me, like to get home, pull it up on our big screen, on our laptop, desktop, whatever – and do some in, intentional scouting. Yeah, you I was know? doing that like two days ago. Exactly. So now they have that full 3D experience on there as well. Um, so if you haven't checked that out yet, guys, even if you already have Onyx, it's worth hopping on your desktop and seeing the updates they've done. Another update, I don't know if you've heard about this one. They have a brand new layer called Crop Data Layers. You heard about that one? What is that? So I'm going to read it off to you. This, this layer shows you 
It is over 320 million acres of agriculture in what was planted in 2020. This will allow hunters across the country to forecast based on crop rotation what crop will be in any given field across the country. Dadgum. That's yeah. pretty stout right yeah, there. Yeah, it is. I mean, you know, a field last year is planted beans. More than likely it's going to be corn this exactly. year. Exactly. That's where you go go find that old big buck around that cornfield, son. Have you have you looked? I mean, you didn't know that one. No, I'm going to okay. go look at it right now. So if you pull the – I'm pulling the app up right now. Just like anything else, Lair Library. See that right up there up top? Crop data layers 2020. Oh, I'm in. Hay, rice uh grain cotton canola all i mean it's all on here you're gonna like to use that too for when y'all go out west on your upland hunts you oh know? heck yeah Figure there's out. it's something i never would have thought of that yeah but look we turn that on here i mean you know there's some crop fit. yeah look at all that pull it up around there see all that oh man even us turkey hunting and all that if you've got that data you know you kind of can especially early in a in a turkey season like cornfields mm-hmm. turkeys are around them suckers so. Ain't no doubt. So, yeah, check that out, the Onyx Hunt app, the new 3D features, and the new crop data layers. They're always staying on top of these things at Onyx, making it That's easier. Really, really cool. It's, yeah, it's always really, really cool. It's really useful yes. is what it is. So check that out, the Onyx Hunt app. Don't forget, use the promo code PRIMOS20. Save 20% off your Onyx Hunt membership. That was a really unplanned tangent we just got off on. But I guess the whole basis we got on that was talking about these original hunts or old hunts, hunts from way back. But, yes, that's something that y'all can look for on the YouTube channel. Again, if you haven't checked out Primo's YouTube, which I would assume if you're listening to this podcast, most of our core listeners have. But, again, uh, YouTube, type in Primo's Hunting, will be the first channel to pop up. And starting tomorrow, we'll have new shows, and then you can expect those originals to come out throughout the summer as well. And we're very pumped about that, as well as the new shows on Outdoor Channel. I love this time of year as far as getting new content every which way. Yeah. You know, and yeah. it's, it's gearing you up for fall. Yeah. It's kind of, we always say it, and you know, the, the kind of the July 1st is, that's that's the downhill slide to getting back in the hunting mm-hmm. season you know it's it good things to come in the next 60 days and while we were having that tangent i did go ahead and pull it up so primo's truth about hunting on outdoor channel tuesday nights at seven o'clock eastern saturday mornings at 11 eastern and sundays at 10 30 eastern and tomorrow night tomorrow night at seven eastern six central and then whatever all the other time zones are always remember central because that's where we live obviously um the redneck time zone yeah so before we start breaking into i guess the main part of what we're going to talk about today is we're coming back in with another embarrassment story of the week i enjoy these these are look man they make me feel no so much not like a screw up well it's it's funny and like we like we said before there's some stories that that because last week we we you know it was the first actual week that we did that um and what's fun is like last week we had folks they were able to submit some pictures and videos to go along with it and mm-hmm. you just some really funny stories that get sent in and some of them just like cool stuff which again we're not gonna we're kind of spacing them out like this week we're just only going to talk about this one and so on and so forth one thing i will mention we figured out really quick that for some of y'all, y'all are a lot more keen to submit a story in if they can submit it over a Instagram direct message or a Facebook message. That is completely fine. Um, you can still use the email address as well, primoshuntingpodcast at gmail.com, or you can just message uh, the Primo's Instagram or my Instagram or Jordan's Instagram. Doesn't matter. Just as long, if you want to be, you know, if you got a funny story, send it in. 
we'll get to it you know you know obviously we said if it's if it's illegal it's not going to make it on here but <laughs> uh so this story this one's got some length to it but there's there's a reason for it um this one i actually know the guy that sent it in this was sent in by my buddy jens and uh i did not know that this had that this series of unfortunate events um happened to him but it is quite comical i'm not gonna uh read word for word everything he sent in because it is pretty lengthy but um yeah so this this is a good one jordan you have not heard this story i have not i read it um and we're just gonna skim over it kind of break it down little by little so this happened in the year of 2009 right this is jen's and a buddy of his they're getting ready for the minnesota duck opener um, I did not know this, um, but he says in Minnesota, you're not allowed to shoot until 9 a.m. on opening morning. Huh? That's just what this, I'm reading what's on the paper okay. here. So they get out there. This is and this is how um, 9 a.m. opening morning. So they get out there. So they find a little, you know, a good little spot of, of flooded timber and uh, saw a promising number of ducks coming in. Anyhow, it gets to legal shooting light and said that there's plenty of duck opportunities around you know there's no shortage of ducks that are there for them to shoot in range whatever and they commence to having one of those mornings as we refer to them and and when i say one of those mornings jordan you probably know what i mean but apparently him and jens and his buddy could not you know connect you know shot to bird missing a lot doing a lot of missing they were giving free passes they was giving free passes they was doing catch and release and I don't think, unless he he does not allude to anywhere in this story, I don't think they got a single duck. I think they did a lot of shooting, but there was not any ducks. Any ducks made, no ducks made it to the boat that morning. Mm. Um, and so they said it was bad enough. Like, there was enough ducks in there, and they did enough missing to where it got to the point where this isn't funny anymore. You know? <laughs> like, yeah. They were just upset. So... They get done with the duck hunt. Time goes on. They had packed enough stuff. They're in a boat on the river, you know, like I said, and they had packed their bow hunting stuff as well because it was deer season, and they had planned to, after the duck hunt, cruise down the river, find a spot to deer hunt that afternoon. That goes on. I think uh, he goes in, and he misses a doe at 10 yards. So the missing continues. And uh, anyhow, the, the evening kind of comes to an end and they decide it's time to take it back to the house time to get in the boat go back to the boat ramp so they get back in the boat start heading back in and they hear something they're driving through some stuff they hear a loud commotion they hit a log or something oh ding up the prop really bad on the boat call a buddy he tells them what's going on the guy says y'all better not try to drive that thing we'll bring someone to tow y'all out so their buddy comes in to tow them out and they start towing them back to the to the land and the guy towing them runs out of gas oh yeah so this comes in basically it all just kind of keeps spiraling and and jens if you're listening to this i'm probably skipping over some details here but they ended up having to they thought they were going to have to spend the night out on the river they the guy that was towing them ran out of gas then they tried to switch gas tanks around they ran that tank out of gas they ended up laying in the bottom of the boat wrapped up in their camouflage and he got woke up by a rescue fan boat 
And then he had, he said when they finally got in the boat and got towed back to the landing, there was like a full scale like I think there was ambulances and fire trucks and cop cars, search and rescue vehicles, everybody. Um, he said they got a pretty good tongue lashing, and it ends with the moral of the story is be prepared, be smart, and don't go on the river in a declared emergency flood stage. But they, <laughs> and he did not know. <laughs> oh, <laughs> they gosh. Had, they had no idea. <laughs> Lord have mercy. So That's a bad day. Yeah. You got to like, break all this down. And again, Jens, I'm sorry if I missed some details, but start out to go duck hunting. Ducks everywhere. You can't hit a duck. Try your luck at deer hunting. Go in there, miss a deer. Try to go back out. You tear up the prop on your motor. Buddy comes to get you. They start towing you out. He runs out of gas. Switch the gas tanks around. You run out of gas again. Have to have a rescue boat come and get you. And then turns out you're not supposed to be on the river the entire time because you're in a declared emergency flood stage. And they didn't even have nothing to eat because they couldn't hit nothing. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, that's a rough day. Jens, that's a bad one, buddy. That's a rough day. Sounds like one of our escapades. <laughs> I was reading through over that. I was like, gracious, man. I don't think I'd go back. <laughs> mm. I just sat at the house and cooking clean for a few days after that one. Recoup my dignity. You ever been stranded in the river on a boat? Uh, one time, but it wasn't nothing serious. Well, man, we got up river on the Pearl River here in Jackson. Yeah. And uh, the batteries on the bass boat we were in were for the trolling motor somebody had ran a jumper from the trolling motor batteries to the regular starting batteries so when the trolling motor batteries died and everything died mm. so we ran the trolling motor out and was like okay let's go to the house mm. the battery for the big motors dead too mm. so that was how that went we ended up getting towed back but it wasn't wasn't a old all-nighter or nothing Not like, like that, that. Yeah. yeah like the way jens describes it in this story is they didn't know a rescue boat was going to come get him or not and he's laying down in the bottom of his boat wrapped up in his deer hunting jackets just preparing for a long night I that am. my friend would be plus minnesota you gotta bet you i mean that's gotta be cold like cold cold yeah especially that time of year i did get out caught in a thunderstorm one time in the gulf in the marsh down there and that was not a yeah that's no bueno that's a scary feeling you out yeah. trying to outrun thunderstorms but you're heading the wrong direction you know yeah so yeah i ain't had anything like that happen to me i don't really want to that's i've had plenty of you know duck mornings like how his started but not that's a bad <laughs> that's a bad day yeah. i don't know if that's so much embarrassing but it just feel bad for him <laughs> yeah like man that's a bad bad day so anyhow um so in true form we were thinking with the you know with the new show starting tomorrow the youtube show is getting uploaded we're going to kind of go back and give y'all just a little bit of a preview of what you're going to see starting out because um, like i said a lot of these folks it must be a good many of that listen to the podcast are mainly viewing us on youtube because that's where we get most of our requests of when a new show is getting uploaded on youtube so the first YouTube show that's going to be uploaded is one that's very significant to, well, it's significant to all of us, but I know it's significant to Jordan because that's your first ever elk archery hunt. Yeah, first time. Boy, I struggled, too. <laughs> Had a miss and couldn't get drawn back, and then finally made it happen or got lucky and it happened. Yeah. But uh, it was, uh, I'd heard, you know, Wilbur, and we'd all talk about being mentally prepared and, uh, man that's the truth you got to be mentally ready i really like talking about 
you know, archery hunting. I'm sure there's there's plenty of guys that listen to this podcast that archery hunt. I don't know how many of them have gotten the opportunity to elk hunt, hopefully a good bit of them. But I know a question that I've gotten often, I'm sure you get it too, is, you know, mostly from guys down here that grew up or hunting, bow hunting whitetails. Like, man, what's it like drawing back on an elk? It's different than whitetail. I can remember going into my first one, I was trying to think, you know, because I got the same kind of talk from Will and everybody that you did, you know, try to be mentally prepared. And what I was thinking is I was like, man, I think I've, you know, had an advantage of filming these elk for so long. I've gotten to be there for so many successful bow hunts that I kind of, you know, I have a better perception of what it's going to feel like for an elk come running in at bow range yeah, more, think, so, more like, so than what it would be if i'd never been before you know at, i mean at the time like when this took place i mean like shoot i don't know we've probably done seen 40 or 50 you know successful archery hunts yeah. since we've been doing this and mm-hmm. you're like okay i kind of got an idea what to do yeah <laughs> yeah yeah well to, to to your point that's what i was thinking and i i remember you did the same thing leading up when i knew i was going to get an archer tag for the first time i i don't know how early in the summer i started shooting but i was getting to where i was shooting like twice a day and i was trying to run through different scenarios in my head i even got to where i was putting an elk call in my mouth and when i would shoot i would draw back i would practice stopping i'd and then shoot but even still the first one i drew back on that i don't think i i don't think i got a shot at the first time i drew back but it's probably a good thing that i didn't because i was I was shooketh. Yeah. <laughs> that's, a, that's a different feeling, that's for sure. Um, but, yeah, the the one, Jordan's, that episode of Jordan's Bull is pretty, is pretty special. It's in talking about, <laughs> I'm not trying to throw you under the bus here, but, you know, talking about embarrassment stories. Do you remember, well, I'm, of course you remember the miss, but I think we should talk a little bit about how that miss happened. <laughs> Oh yeah, <laughs> I I mean I that was part of being prepared. I was out in the yard shooting seventy yards the night before, or sixty yards or something. But I've got a roller sight. I've got a here's my setup on my sight. I've got a multiple pin sight that you can roll. Mm-hmm. So you know I've got I think that sight had three pins on it, but I was able to roll it out to you know sixty seventy yards just to practice mm-hmm. you know form really is what you're doing at that distance is trying to be better at 20 yeah oh uh, well <laughs> the night before i was out in the yard shooting and i forgot to roll my sight back down to regular stationary position yeah and uh i pulled back anchored my pin right where i thought it should be and and i think the elk was like 30 yards but little did i realize at the time my sight for that pin was set on like 55 yeah <laughs> your left and right was perfect <laughs> oh yeah, I mean, I think I would have I KO'd him if my if my yardage would have been on. If he was at fifty five yards, you would have had you would have made a bang up <laughs> shot, just an incredible shot. It was. Well, I knew exactly what had happened as soon as it happened. I turned around to you. I said, "I forgot to roll my sight." Oh, I, we both did. As soon as I saw that arrow sail, I was like, "I bet he didn't roll his sight back." And I look over and George's rolling that sight. And I'm like, "Oh, that's bad." <laughs> because it's one of those things was, I mean, i'm just glad it didn't like hit him in top of the hump it was off enough where it shot over top of him you know yeah i mean i mean it was like a good because that's a mental, foot over the back a mental mistake i mean just think if i'd had it set on like you know 40 yards it would have popped him in top of the back yeah so yeah more of that story is always check your equipment <laughs> 
Yeah, I do now. I make yeah. sure that sucker roll down. Do you remember? So the, obviously, the story does have a happy ending. Um, and you you killed your first archery bull. Uh huh. Do you remember what was going through your mind when all that was going down? Shoot, no. <laughs> <laughs> I don't remember nothing. It's like you black out for the whole. You, I guess you get so focused on just making, you know, making sure you do everything right. Like I, that's the way it is on just about any animal. Like with me, like I can't ever tell you like details what happens after the fact. Yeah. Like I just, I guess you just like get so zoned in. You're like focused on that one thing. Yeah. And like. <laughs> I shot him. I saw it was a good hit, and I just like, oh, <laughs> yeah. I when with me, it's like, I guess it's kind of a hybrid of that. I never can piece the whole thing back together. I'll remember little details. Yeah, like I remember, like this is one. I, I remember Brad told me, um, as far as getting drawn, he's you know look for an obstruction or wait for the elk to be moving. I can remember the first one I shot. I saw him walking, and I saw there was this big pine that had broke off about three-quarters of the way down. Yeah. And I remember saying, as soon as his head goes behind that tree, I'm going to draw. But then, like, after that, like, to the point, I remember drawing back, but as far as, like, anchoring and pull, like, that is all just kind of a blur. Like like you said, I, it, it all just kind of goes really, really fast after mm-hmm. that. But that's where practice comes into play, though. Muscle memory, all that stuff that we talk about. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. It's a it's a good feeling, though, when you know you made a good shot. And with him, we saw him fall, and you're just like, oh, thank you, Lord. The you big know. moment of relief. Yeah. Just, especially, you know, I know it would have been special if I would have gone on an elk hunt by myself or with a friend or whatever. But, I mean, really and truly being there with, like, you and brad and troy you know people i've been looking up to well not so much you but <laughs> you know like brad been looking up to him my whole life yeah. or just watching him and doing it and be able to experience that with him yeah. that was icing on the cake mm-hmm. yeah well it's like the same kind of deal i mean like we were sitting here talking about it earlier about growing up and watching those videos yeah and the guy like brad's been there for shoot as long as i've as long as i've been watching primo's videos i was seeing brad on there yeah you know and so all of a sudden you're with that guy and he called your elk up you're like oh my gosh yeah you just kind of take a minute to try to soak it all in yeah i mean not so much it's like how cool is this but it's like how am i here yeah <laughs> yeah shoot, you know? man that's how i felt like because it's same deal like you you were videoing me troll was over there with the other camera and will's back there calling yeah and i remember after i shot and i was freaking out and rolling around on the ground and you gave me plenty of heck for that because i get excited and and i remember will running up there and giving me a hug and that same kind of deal it was like what have i done in my life to end up right here you know (laughs) yeah that's a surreal moment for sure what i always tell people is like i never feel like i deserve it but i'm sure enough thankful for it yeah yeah but that was a special special episode and it'll like that one will be up on youtube tomorrow right today's monday yeah, yeah t- tomorrow if i hit this button here to make it go up i guess i need to do that today well hit that button man <laughs> hit that button um so that's the youtube show and that, i mean that's the only thing that that your hunt is that whole episode right kind of mm. like the ups and downs of and uh, uh, yeah and uh going to the tv shows that are fitting to come out you know uh, not to be too much of a spoiler here, but, you know, Jimbo's hunting this year. 
so archery hunting so just follow along with that that is a really really cool deal to me you know watching jimbo do what he did what he did or do what he did not to spoiler on the podcast as well but what we're planning on doing because again like jimmy um i'm going to try to give away as little as i possibly can but to for jimmy to accomplish what he accomplished at his age after everything he's done so far in his life you know i mean he's very accomplished hunter you know yeah and for him to be able to knock out a first truly pretty special so alluding to a future podcast the week before that tv episode airs of jimmy's hunt we're gonna he's gonna come on the show we're gonna do a pretty much an exclusive interview about that there's plenty plenty to talk about on that subject for sure um so yeah that was uh the youtube episode the tv episode that'll come out tomorrow uh is elk as well um that was elk was what is that is it brad brad yeah yeah then then the week after it's uh you and me and after Mm -hmm. that it's gonna be i think jimbo or either troy and wilbur and then jimbo and then arizona with brad yeah yeah that's a lot of elk content i hope y'all hope y'all like watching elk hunts yeah we got some good ones last year very very good ones it's always fun man that the the out west and the elk country is just so crazy which we talk when we'll talk about this more as the time gets closer but every episode has got a little bit something different going on like jimmy's obviously very special this one tomorrow with brad's is pretty crazy cool um the way it worked out we me and will almost got ran over and elk ended up going back I, i'm trying starting to give away too much yeah um <laughs> i'll never forget mine that's for sure a sucker so yeah um a lot to look forward to it is a you know it's, a lot of us talk about the summertime summertime is time for fishing and trying to find time to pass the way till we can hunt again and try to escape this warm weather yeah and uh we started putting a game plan together this morning with brad before uh kudzu bluff starting to do food plot work and starting to spray up there before long and start doing that process mm-hmm. so that's uh it's that time of year everything goes in motion again getting to be that time so anyhow guys um hope that y'all are keyed up as we are for these new episodes coming out again on the youtube channel and on outdoor channel we're going to go ahead and wrap this up for today. Again, if y'all have stories, we're taking come one, come all, no borders. We don't care if it's your first turkey or that you think you saw, you know, a Bigfoot. Send them in. And, uh, yeah, George, you got anything to add? Uh, God bless. God bless. Thank y'all for listening to the Speak the Language podcast. <laughs>